Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Coffee and Conversation Codpast. Uh, Codpast? <laughs> Codpast. Let's try the Coffee and Conversation Pod. Cast brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. Uh, I am your host, Larry Vincent. Uh, with me today uh, is Sarah Orham. Say hi, Sarah. Good morning, everyone. I said say hi, not good hi. morning. <laughs> yes, I swear. People don't take instructions anymore. I, uh, good golly. You know, uh, usually when we start this podcast, Sarah, we start with the uh, with the first sip. Like I don't mm-hmm. permit people to take the first sip of their coffee until we start the podcast. However. Uh, we both forgot. Okay. Because it's an early, <laughs> it's an early Saturday morning, uh, and we're tired. Yes. We our are. kids are actually working at uh, the Luigi's Prep yes, for our our youth fundraiser, uh, and so uh, we tired, man. We, we yeah yes yeah we so are very tired. So we'll take our our, our ceremonial. Uh, Ceremonious. Ceremonious. Yes. Ceremonious. Uh, tenth sip. Awesome. <laughs> so, Good morning. All right. So Sarah is drinking a uh, venti decaf. Why? Uh, white mocha. White chocolate mocha. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, first off, let's just talk about decaf coffee <laughs> for okay. a second, because decaf coffee okay. is like caffeine-free Mountain Dew. What's the point? Okay. I like the way coffee tastes. Caffeine does not like my stomach. Mm. So, in order to enjoy coffee, I have to drink decaf. Yeah, well, all right. Well, you know, there's no such thing as truly decaf coffee, right? Yes, but its lowers, level is lower, yeah. and I don't get hurt. Yeah. So, okay, I'm fair happy. enough. Fair enough. We don't want to hurt you on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, I had that song, I Don't Want to Make You Cry, in my head now, which, don't, for, for the benefit of our audience, I will not sing that on air. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I am drinking my normal uh, venti blonde flat white with an extra shot today because it's early Saturday morning. So, yes. all right. Mm. That is a good 10th sip. That is a good 10th sip. Love it. Uh, all right. So let's, let's, let's dive into uh, our, our podcast today. Uh, the point of the podcast, if, you're, if this is your first episode, which I recommend you go back and you listen to the other, uh, the other interviews we've done because... Joe Mallory and Alexa McClode uh, both have done fantastic jobs, um, and and so I, I expect nothing less from Sarah today, because uh, she's as about as much of a talker as I am, <laughs> and that's that's a scary podcast. It could it could be it could be it could be it could be, but we'll see what happens. Okay. So, but the point of the podcast uh, to to help people understand. That doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what your background is, doesn't matter if you came from church or you grew up from church or you didn't grow up in church, whatever, uh, you have a story to share if you're a Christian uh, that will help people understand how you came to Christ, right? Absolutely. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, and Sarah, I'm, I'm, I'm vastly interested uh, in your story, specifically how you grew up. Uh, did you grow up in the church? What, what, what is your... What was your uh, experience of God as a kid? Well, when I was young, young, my when my folks were still together, okay. we went to um, candlelight 
service for Christmas and Easter, and we were the Creaster. Oh, the Creasters. The Creasters. You're not yes. the first person to use that term here. I, I actually Christers. use EC Christians because it sounds like easy, you know? Yeah. Yes, there <laughs> so you go. No one likes easy Christianity. Uh, yeah. However, a Creaster. Yes. Okay. So we, we, we did that. Um, my parents uh, divorced when I was in first grade. Okay. They both remarried. Okay. And after that, I went to the Lutheran church with my mom's mother, my, my Oma. Um, so, of course, we had Catholic guilt light. <laughs> and then... Catholic guilt light? Yes. Um, well, you know. Um, and then oh. my, my stepmother growing up, um, her father was a Pentecostal preacher. And I went to Papa's church with my dad... And my stepmom. Oh, so you got charismatic guilt. I I I got everything from ominous dominus to smack your heel. Um, <laughs> ominous you know? dom- Oh, so. Sarah, you're my favorite. All right. Okay. You know, we we had the whole spectrum. Yes. Um, yeah. and my my mother never went to church with me unless it was the midnight um, candlelight service at the Lutheran church with my grandmother. Sure. Um, my dad went to church, of course, because it was his father-in-law who was preaching. So that was my experience with the church growing up. So, so how did you view church? I mean, did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, I loved going with my grandmother. Okay. With Oma. Yeah. Oma, Oma was a, a complete and interesting individual that didn't fit any mold. And she would sit second row right in front of the pulpit and have a conversation with the minister as he's preaching Every Sunday morning. Oh, you got to give me a for instance. Um, every he would say, you know, good, you know, Lutheran church is very structured, yeah, of course. Yeah. And he would say, you know, after the initial prayer and song, mm-hmm. he would say, "Good morning," and she said, "Good morning. How are you today? Are you feeling better?" If he'd had a cold, <laughs> yeah, you know. Was this, it a, a small, small no, congregation? No, we're talking a big, built in, you know, nineteen ten. Looks like a Catholic church church, and she's second row right up front. And filled? I mean, a ton of people? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. She, that, that, that was just her. She never met a stranger, She and she loved everybody. Okay. She'd walk into Walmart and tell the greeter, do you have a hug for me today? Oh, I and love it. And she'd just hug everybody. So, so you enjoyed your grandmother in uh-huh. church. Did you yes. enjoy being in church? I don't think it... It really mattered one way or the other. Okay. I think it was the people I was with. Yeah. That that um, meant the most. Okay. Um, going to night services at the Pentecostal church. Whew, one time, because <laughs> Papa scared me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was that was that was quite interesting. Uh yeah. Um, okay. Extremely charismatic. So. Sure, I understand. I I understand that. Yeah. 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 So, um, but no, it was more the people okay. than what I was, what I was learning or, or the connection w- with the Lord. Yeah. So, so, so your, your experience of the church, your positive experience of the church was mm-hmm. because of the people. Yes. Okay. So what, how did you view God then back then? It was mixed messages. Okay. It was a whole lot of mixed messages because it was, you know, you do what you're supposed to do. You had to earn it. You you had to be good enough. You had to constantly work to be worthy mm. of of God's love. 
Was that on both sides? On both sides. Okay. On both sides. Yeah. You know, um, you know, with the Lutheran Church, you go through this thing called catechism. Yes. Um, I never went through that because I didn't go to the church full time. Okay. I wasn't allowed to. Oh, you weren't allowed to go to catechism. I wasn't allowed to go to catechism because I wasn't a full time member of the church. Hmm. Okay. Um. So you weren't good enough. I wasn't good enough. That's that's that I was, was never the message. Good that was yes. the message you got. So what what would the mm-hmm. charismatic side then? Um, well, it was that? Papa's church, mm-hmm. and I was his, his step granddaughter. Right. So and I was only there every other weekend, and right. And so it was uh, we love you when you're here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But my half my little brother Eddie, my little half brother, he was the prince, and mm-hmm. he'd be you know two and three years old. Papa would walk up and down the aisle. Preaching, and he, Eddie would be walking behind him. Oh, Papa! You know, preaching behind him and praising behind him, and that was good. And yeah. my brother went up and sang with my dad and my my mama and the aunts and uncles that were doing the music. Mm-hmm. And I was never allowed to. So once again, I wasn't wasn't good, good enough. enough as a little redheaded stepchild. So, so because because you you were in between families, mm-hmm. you know, you, you couldn't find a place to belong. Yes. Oh. Very much so. Okay. Okay. Did that carry throughout your teen years as well into adulthood? Yes. It did? Yes. Okay. So at, at what point then does your faith um, start to matter? When I became a mother. Oh, okay. Tell me about that. When my son Derek was born. Um, and Derek is how old now? Derek is 28. 28. So you have yes, just two kids? or I have two. Two kids. I have two. Derek is twenty eight and Emma is thirteen. Okay, I don't. I don't know if I've met Derek. Have I? You have not. Um, yeah. He is, lives in um, Idaho Falls, Idaho. That is not an excuse. Uh, well, <laughs> there it's eighteen hundred miles away. He could drive it's, here every Sunday, um, Sarah. <laughs> sure, for, it takes two and a half days to drive here, so he come. Yes, yes. Um, He's had some challenges in his life that has not allowed him to travel in the past. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are now resolved. Oh, good. And we're waiting on his approval for his vacation for him to come out here for a full week in October. Yay! Yay! So during, I'm very excited. During fall break? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Excited. That's exciting. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah. Now, does he have uh, a kids relationship, anything like he that? He does not have any children. He has um, his girlfriend, Ange. They've been together for four years. Okay. Um, she's amazing. He's amazing to her. They have a very good relationship, and I'm waiting for for wedding bells eventually. But that's that's I can't tell them what to do because they're grownups. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously. So okay, yeah. we're, we're, we, that was a we rabbit trail. We digress. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm excited to meet him uh, when he when he comes into town. So, what about parenting made faith important to you? I knew I couldn't do it on my own. Mm. Were you a single mom from the beginning? No, no. Actually, uh, my first husband turned out to be not quite such a loving individual, and Mm. we'll leave it at that. Sure, yeah. Um, And Derek and I left and moved back home to Indiana, left Virginia and moved back home to Indiana um, when he was nine and a half months old. Okay. For safety reasons. So, I mean, pretty much. So. Basically. (laughs) Yes. I mean, from the beginning, you've been... Raising your kids primarily on your own. Yes. And, and, and that's not a knock, because I think that, yeah. that brings a lot... I mean, I think a lot of people see you as a strong person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and I won't make you cry, I promise. That's okay. 
<laughs> but all right. A lot of people see you as a strong person, and, and I mean, you have a wonderful daughter. Um, you know, Emma. Emma's a- Emma amazing. is fantastical. You know, God did it there. Yeah. Like that that kid, I gotta tell you, she is the she is such a light. Yeah. And she is so strong and independent, and I don't I don't want to say driven because she's not driven. But she's definitely goal-oriented. I mean, what teenager is ever okay. driven? <laughs> okay, all right, yes. Okay but, I've, okay, but I've been working an insane, crazy amount of hours. Yeah. Um, because of wonderful opportunities that have come up in, in my career. Um, I'm blessed that I live seven minutes from work. Yeah. So I, and my job is so flexible that I can still go pick her up from flute practice and softball tryouts and, and all these things. And right, I have that right. flexibility. But through this craziness of all these hours, the girl has a 3.81 GPA and has all A's. Yeah. And she has taken complete ownership of her education. Yeah, isn't that great? I know we're digressing again. However, yes. it's always good to brag on your kids, man. And, yeah. Uh, and, cool. Yeah. So, so okay, you yes. couldn't do it on your own. Yes. And you're like, I need God in my life. Yes. All right, so what did you do then to make that a reality I prayed a lot okay I had lots of I and you know and quite honestly I didn't know how to pray so I just sat down and I talked which is exactly how you pray exactly <laughs> well it, it, exactly yeah. but when you're raised you yeah know, no I get it two ways it's, yeah, yeah you know the Lutherans have a formula yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's like algebra yeah <laughs> Yeah, I hate to say that, but praying in the Lutheran Church is like algebra. I was raised Catholic, so I, I get it. You know, yes. um, yeah. yeah. I, I you were the caffeine free version. Uh, I was <laughs> I was the regular. Hence our Starbucks orders. Yeah, there exactly. Yeah, see, it all goes back to coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you start praying. Yes, I started praying, and I had some friends that I worked with that that went to a Church of God, and mm-hmm. I, which was you know like you know Pentecostal light. Um, you know, but it was, it was more, it was more connections. It was more knowledge. It was more, it was more, you know, growing closer to to God. Yeah. So, so did you hear from God when you prayed? I still don't know if I hear from God when I pray. Mm. I've, I've never, I, I, I feel it. I don't know if that's necessarily hearing him. I've, I've never had a smack in your face, hello child, you know? Well, sure. And listen, but, I, and this is actually, I think this is good for our listeners mm-hmm. uh, be, uh, because they, because uh, I think a lot of them have that same question, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think, I don't know if we're going to hear a vocal, audible mm-hmm. voice from God. I'm not saying that we couldn't. Right. You know, there's plenty of people that I know that have, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there, I, th- I think it's more of the sense of God speaking to you, the, yeah. the, you know, I don't like the word feeling, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, our feelings are usually betraying us, right. right, but that sense of God saying something to us that, A, makes no sense for us to say to ourselves, right, right? comes out of the left field, mm-hmm. right, um, I, I, I think that's when we know it's from God, right, and it's biblical, obviously, right. it has to match up with scripture, anything that right. God says, Paul tells us, to uh, to test the spirits of prophecy, right? Right. Um, and and if, if somebody, if God, if we feel like God is saying something to us, it better be matched up with Scripture, right? Right. Uh, otherwise, you know, there's something else going on. You know. Uh, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I I think that those feelings of that sense of this is what God is speaking to me. I think that is God's voice. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and recognizing that yeah. helps you to understand what it is in the future. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so okay, so did you, you prayed, mm-hmm. and, and did that, did you get to God closer through that, or was it the relationships you were establishing through your church friends? I think it was a combination of both. Okay. I, I really do. Um, because we all need fellowship. Yes. We, we all need to be in the presence of other believers. It helps to make our faith stronger, mm-hmm. because we as humans, we need validation on certain things. Not, not necessarily validation, that's the wrong word, but community. Yeah. We're not, we're not supposed to be an island. Yeah. For like, a, you know. Yeah, yeah. 10th Avenue North, North has a really good song called yeah. No Man is an Island. Yes. Right, yeah. There we go. Um, but I, I really do feel like, like God was with me mm-hmm. um, in, in the way, you know, my son would smile. Yeah. And we lived in some pretty sketchy areas. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived in public housing up in Hammond, Indiana. Okay. Um, which was, I mean, it was a, an area where I had to rake the yard twice before I would take him outside to play in, in the yard because I didn't know if we'd come across a needle or a baggie or something. Sure, sure, sure. Because being a single mom, that was the only thing I could do. Yeah. But he had a roof over his head. He was safe. He was loved. He was happy. Right. He was he's so smart. He's another one that's smart, but he didn't get that validation in school. Mm. But now as an adult, he knows that, yeah. you know, you have the kids that think inside the box and the kids that think outside the box and the ones that don't even know there's a box. Yeah. Those are my children. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've always been a challenge. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which I, I love because life is a challenge. Um, but I, I, real, I really do believe that God was with me because there were some situations that I could not have gotten through and I could not have made it through without my faith. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So, at, at, at what point then, you're you're praying every day. You're going to church. Um, you know, whenever you can. Uh, at what point does this become a relationship with God? At what point would you say, this is the beginning of my faith journey? When I hit absolutely rock bottom. Okay. Tell me about that. Um. I lost. So much. Um, the only thing I had were my children. I, I lost my home. I lost my career. I lost my relationship. I lost everything except my children. How long ago was this? Um, that was... Well, the first time. I've been through that a couple of times. The first time was um, 2008. 2008, okay. 2008. Okay. Yes. Um, my, there were some serious family trouble going on with one of my children mm-hmm. and then um, my ex-husband decided that we weren't going to be married anymore and the kids and I were moving back to Indiana mm. and um, my mother-in-law was at the end of her journey going home in hospice oh wow at, and everything happened at the same time yeah within the mat within, within a matter of four days all oh this really happened. four days oh wow yes so, um, and I had absolutely rock bottom and my entire life changed in that four days. Okay. And I just, and I had nothing to do but hit my knees and look up. Yeah. And say, I can't do this without you. Mm-hmm. I cannot do it without you. Yeah. I have these, these kids that absolutely need their mother because I am the only one who has their back in this world. Yeah. I, I know that for, for a fact. Yeah. So... 
they can't do it without me, and I can't do it without them, and I can't do it without you. So that that's where where it all started. Okay, so so it, it starts there. <clears throat> what differences do you notice um, immediate at mm-hmm. that moment? Not mm-hmm. today. We're not, we're mm-hmm. not talking about today yet. Mm-hmm. But what what did you notice different when you did that? I. I get stressed out from time to time, like everybody does. Okay? A single mom have, of two getting boom, stressed out. I know, right? Come Who would have heard of such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once once you know, you get the pressure relief valve. Yeah. It, it's it, there's a sense of peace. It's it's I get I get out of me and I get into him. Yes. And yeah. he always says, you know, calm down, sweetie. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, you get those verses in the yeah. in the text that say, you know, I tell you, do not worry mm-hmm. about your life, mm-hmm. about what you will eat, what you will drink. You know, I used to be a worrier, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and I hated those verses, yeah. you know, because God would be like telling me not to do something that I do. Like, I am willfully sitting <laughs> against God by, by worrying, you yes. know, mm-hmm. uh, and yet here he is telling me, don't worry, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way he's like, hey, honey, calm down, calm, calm down, down. Yep. you know, it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. trust in me. Yep. You know, uh, so he so he was telling you all this, mm-hmm. right? Um, how did you, how did you listen, or did you? I I tried really 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 hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know you, you you watch your children go some through some things that are completely one hundred percent out of your control. Yes, and that is extremely. Oh my gosh, that's the hardest thing ever. Yeah. To not be able to do anything, you know, because when they're little and they fall and they scrape your their knee, you know, you wash it out, you clean it out, you put a booby sticker on it, and you kiss it, and it's and they're happy again. Yeah, you can't do that all the time. Right. And this was something that was completely one hundred percent out of out of my control. I couldn't do anything but be there for him and know him. You know, tell you know let my my child know that you know I love you. Yeah. And no matter what, I love you. And yeah. I'm always your mom, you're always my son, and that will never change. Right. So, you know, we got through that. Um, and those experiences could have destroyed him. Mm-hmm. But he is a very, he's happy, he's positive, he's not a Christian, I pray for that every day. Mm-hmm. Um but he he's he's productive. He loves his job. He loves what he does. He's got a healthy relationship with a wonderful young woman, um, and he's just genuinely a good person. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and he's got a good heart, and that could have so changed through that experience for him. And I know that was God too. Yeah, right. I know that was God too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was the the most difficult thing is not being able to. To fix it, you know, because God God's our Father. Yeah. He wants to fix everything for us too. Yeah, right, right. You know, so so relying on God during yes. these stressful moments, you seem to have done more of mm-hmm. after hitting rock bottom. Right? Yes. So so fast forward to um, oh, wait, well, four years ago now. How long have mm-hmm. you been coming to Cornerstone? Oh, I've been coming to Cornerstone off and on now. Let me see. Okay, um, when did Ethan and Emma meet? Ethan and Emma met in kindergarten. Um, that's a fun story. So seven, 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 seven years. Yeah, seven years. Off seven and on. years. Okay. Yes, but re- for regularly, and and I became a member two, three, three years ago now. Three years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Okay. So yeah. talk about what led to your baptism. Yeah, because like, there was a point where you got baptized, right? How- yeah, I actually, I was 13 when I got baptized. Okay. Um, okay. And that was in the... That was in the Pentecostal church. That was at Papa's church. I got I got baptized yeah. because it was time the child got baptized. <laughs> Those are the words out of Papa's mouth. Yeah, she's a good girl. It's time the girl got baptized. Okay, so Papa baptized me. Okay. Yes. So so I mean really it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't you, you know your faith wasn't real at that moment. So when you right. when you, when you, I thought you'd gotten baptized as an adult, so that's my that's no. my no nope, that's me. That Sorry. was my fault. Um, but okay, so you're mm-hmm. you're you're fast forward into uh, you know to the rock bottom part you're, mm-hmm. you're starting to pray to god you're what community were you a part of uh, you know what where did you find that christian community that you've been that you've had your entire life where was that christian community for you at that point um i'm sorry at which point uh, did i hit rock bottom yeah yeah um, when, when, as oh, you started when climbing when, out yeah. um mm-hmm. <clears throat> well i i didn't go to church when we lived in idaho okay um i tried I tried to take Derek to church, but um, my ex-husband said, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to church with your mom. You can stay home. You have that choice. I'm like, he does not have that choice. He's a child. He's going to church. But that yeah. was the battle I did not win. Okay. Um, but it didn't keep me from, you know, talking to him about it. And oh, talking sure. Talking about it. You yeah, know, yeah. Because that's, that's, what, that's what we do. Um, and that's what needed to be done. But um, I did... I, I, was on the phone with Oma, my grandma, a lot. Mm, yeah. And just because she went to the Lutheran church, she was just this wonderful, godly woman. I mean, we there's a lot you of godly know. people in the Lutheran yeah, church. It, it, yes, 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 no. I mean, but she was, she's just this, she was just this kind, warm, yeah. loving light. Mm-hmm. And, and she was always, you know, God's got you. Right. I've got you. I pray for you every day, every minute. And you're going to come home and things are going to be fine. Hmm. God, God will help you through it, and there are better things for you. Yeah, that's not where you're meant to be. Yeah, so that's not the plan the Lord has for you. So you, so you relied on your grandma. Mm-hmm. You had this. You had at least that going, mm-hmm. you know, for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about the next stage where you started getting into community. Was Cornerstone the next? Cornerstone was the next. Okay, actually, and that was when um, Missy Taylor and I met. Um, our children, Ethan and Emma, were on the same soccer team. Okay. Upward um, soccer team? Uh, Did we no, do upward was, back then? No, it was the rec league in Lebanon. Emma and I lived in Le- in Lebanon, and um, we were already there at the soccer field. And yeah. um, across the, the field comes this little bitty lady with this little itty-bitty teeny blonde child, a little baby girl, and this little boy everywhere with a soccer ball. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but she's got her leg in an immobilizer. She's got the soccer mom chair and the tote bags and the diaper bags and everything. And I'm like, oh, no. So I go over and I just start taking things. I said, here, let me help you. <laughs> and it took off from there. She's been my best friend ever since. M- Missy is a great, great person. She has yeah, never met a sure. stranger. No. Never not, met a stranger. No, which it's is great. probably why all three of us are friends. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's a party wherever we go. <laughs> Sometimes a party nobody asked for. But yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Com- completely. Yeah. Um, okay. So... So cornerstone happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has how has the, this community here? And I don't want to make this about cornerstone. This is about right. your testimony, but right. this is a part of your testimony. It is. How has this community here helped your faith? It feels like home. Yeah. 
it, 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 I know that, you know, our feelings can betray us or whatever, but quite honestly, I, I feel at home here. Um, it, it's a good connection with the community of people. It's the, the word is evident here. Mm-hmm. The word is tangible here. Mm. Yeah, what do you mean by and, that? Um, it, it's, you know, hmm. okay, now I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I get stumped. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's tangible. It's, it's the living, breathing word. So you are it's, you are you say, are you saying you see it within how we do things? You yes. seen it through people. You seen it through how we're preaching. I mean, you know, all of it, all of it, all of it. Yeah. Okay. God's here. Yeah. No, that's God's working through the people here. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. God yeah. is working through the people here. Yeah. Look, I mean, and I've said this a thousand times. <clears throat> uh, the reason why I wanted to work here uh, mm-hmm. was because I saw within this community of believers. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a desire to not only uh, follow Jesus, but to show others the way. And I get it. That's our motto. And, and I'm, I'm totally pitching our motto right now. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but mottos it, are mottos for a reason. Yes, yeah, there's a reason it's our yeah. motto, because yeah. that's how we live here. Exactly. We live for those two things. And and the work that Tim and, and, and Colin and Ben and Matt and myself and the elders, mm-hmm. you know, the work and all of our volunteers really mm-hmm. put into this place is... You know, you can see, I mean, like right now as we record, on one side of the building, you have our our, our spaghetti dinner getting prepped mm-hmm. for our youth missions trips. Yep. And on the other side of the building, you have our food pantry working uh, their tail off to provide meals and Jesus to the least of these within our community. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, this is why I came, right? Yep, so, exactly. Yeah, so I, I get it now. All right, so, I mean, this is a... What I sense from your story, Sarah, if I and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you will. Um, <laughs> it, what I sense from your story is, is is that your experience of God is through the community that He has given you. Yes. You know, you have you know you had your Omos church, uh, and, and that was your favorite time, mm-hmm. right? Even though you didn't belong, you didn't feel like you belonged. Oma made you belong. Yes. Right? And, and, and she, she was your example of Christ mm-hmm. growing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as, as an adult, you know, that Assemblies of God Church uh, was your community, was, was your backbone, was, was what you needed mm-hmm. to, see a, uh, to see Christ in your life at that time. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, until Christ became real on your own. Yeah. Uh, when you hit rock bottom, but even since then, though, would you would you would you agree that uh, it was when you got back into community where you started growing a lot more? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you were on survival mode for yeah. a lot of your years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but now, I'm not saying that you're still not surviving. I think you're more thriving probably mm-hmm. today than you are surviving, right? Yeah, we've tipped the we've tipped the scales a little farther to the thriving. Right. Yeah, we're not so much in, in survival mode. Right. So you're in thriving mode right now, and and God, I mean, I can see God working in your life. I can see mm-hmm. God working in, in Emma's life, your daughter, um, you know, and, and I and I and I enjoy that. It's one of the reasons I asked you to come on to the podcast, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and, and so you look back at this, um, you know, this lifelong journey that you've been on. Mm-hmm. 
think about your life today, right now, and who you were before all this. Mm-hmm. What is what has Christ done that has made you different today? He has given me such a sense of peace mm. and worthiness. I mean, I it, I truly believe that the only way that I could wrap my head around and my heart around the sacrifice that God made for us, mm-hmm. for, for me, yeah. is that he is my Heavenly Father. Yes. That he's my parent. Yeah. Because as a parent, I know there is nothing I would not do for my children. Right, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And I love them no matter what. Right, yeah, definitely. And that's the only way that I could accept the gift that that Lord gave me. Yeah. And that gave, he gave all of us. That's the only way that I could I could accept that I was worthy of it. Because mm. he sees you as a daughter. Yes. Right. And I see him as my father. Yeah. And so when things go bad then. Yes. Uh, in life. Mm-hmm. You can still look at him as a loving father. Yes. Either as a disciplinary deal, because Hebrews talks about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or as a father who shares in your sorrow mm-hmm. because he sees you going through something that he did not create for you. Yep. Or intend for you. Exactly. Right. Um. I ask, I've asked this question every time uh, that I've done this podcast, and, I, and I'll ask it again, but I think I already know the answer, and I think our listeners already know the answer, okay. um, but uh, I want to ask it anyway. How do you know that where you're at at life mm-hmm. and the, the positive things that you're going through, how do you know that's because of God and not because of maturity? Because it's his will for me. I mean, if, if I follow him, mm-hmm. he's going to take me where I need to be. Yeah. He's going to make sure I get to where I need to be. But don't you... Uh, um, but don't you... Like, uh, there's a lot of people our age, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that don't have God and, and make good, mature decisions mm-hmm. who are thriving in life. Right. Right. And, and what they need to see is the difference that Christ brings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so what separates you from somebody else in your position? It's my faith. But what it's what is that? What, it, what does that faith do for it's you? It's my. It's my. It's my my assurance that mm-hmm. the Lord the Lord is with me. Yeah. And that He's He's helping to direct me. Yeah. And that it's His will that I'm I'm going where I need to be. So that drive to move forward and knowing where you're mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Um, forward, and I'm not just talking about heaven, but your next steps in life, your career path. My your... next step out this door. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that confidence mm-hmm. in knowing your next steps mm-hmm. uh, gives you that purpose that makes you different. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we call that we you know we call that hope. We call that purpose. You know the purpose mm-hmm. that only Christ can give. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because there's something better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And it's my my faith that He will. He will lead me where I need to go. All right. I want you to think about your children. This is our last question. Mm-hmm. And if you could give them advice based upon your faith journey, mm-hmm. give them advice on what they, what they should do from mm-hmm. here on out, what would you tell them? Lean on the Lord. Listen to Him. You know, don't be afraid to have a relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he loves you just more, infinitely more than I, as your mother ever could, because it's him. Yeah. So. 
Awesome. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you. This is always a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't think I mentioned this during Alexis, which I'll have to add in later on. Uh, but uh, if uh, you are interested in learning more about our church, uh, we welcome you every Sunday morning at 9 and 1030 uh, in the morning. Uh because we don't want you coming at 9 o'clock at night and there will be nobody here. But 9 o'clock in the morning, 10.30 in the morning. Um, and if you have any questions, you can find out more on www.cornerstonerock.org or find us on Facebook, Cornerstone Christian Church. Thanks, guys. Peace, love, and soul.